0: i'm jen schrader and this is behind the springs conversations with the people working for you in colorado springs olympic city usa hi everyone i'm really excited to welcome you to the 100th episode of behind the springs i'm jen schrader and we started this podcast in the summer of 2019 with the hopes that we can inform educate even excite people about what's happening in local government. Have we done that? Well, we sure hope so, but we want you to be the judge. So I know many of you are subscribers, and we're really grateful for our loyal listeners. And I'd also like to ask that you send this podcast to people who you know who share a love for our city and want to learn more about everything from roads to new parks to helping the homeless, hearing from Olympic athletes, the mayor, the police and fire chiefs, and so many interesting and dedicated employees. We want to share a few highlights from a few of our 99 episodes so that our regular listeners can enjoy some of our favorite moments and so that our potential listeners can see what they've been missing and hopefully join the fun. So I personally have a hard time even describing just how proud I am to live in Colorado Springs. It's such an exciting time for our community, and our team really wants to keep you updated about how your local government is serving in various ways to make our city even better. So let's get started. Our first highlight comes from an early episode when we interviewed Colorado Springs Pioneers Museum director Matt Mayberry and Mayor John Southers. We talked about the history of Colorado Springs and how we've always been considered a health Mecca.
1: Is it true that this was once marketed as a germ-free environment? Which I think as you know, being in communication, somewhat marketing. <laughs> That might be the best thing that I've ever if heard. If only we could use people. that
2: now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but is that, is that a true marketing ploy that was used? It was, we have the actual advertisement that was uh, developed and, and uh, distributed by the chamber of commerce um, for Colorado <laughs> Springs. And it like, I don't remember off the top of my head the exact phrase, but that uh, uh, Colorado Springs is, uh, is in an environment that is absolutely aseptic and free from all germ life. Oh. Um, so what
2: happened two weeks later when somebody <laughs> caught, caught a cold? That's what I want to know.
0: We have an episode called You Gotta Be Smarter Than the Raccoons. It's about our stormwater enterprise. A lot of people don't know much about stormwater, and so we defined that, and we heard some fun stories as well.
1: Had one, this was in Shook's Run, kind of the east part of down, eastern part of downtown out there. And we had one where you know joggers, walkers like, man, you know, storm drain does not smell good. You know, it does not smell good. It's not like a nice breezy rain. Uh-huh. You know, yep. and so, you know, we went out there and it's like, yeah, but there's something going on here. And, and so we're trying to figure out, you know, actually what we kind of thought, by the way, is, you know, people putting their dog waste because we actually see it a lot. And we'll talk about that later. What, what, what can you do to help us out? Please don't put the dog waste in the, in the inlets. And that happens. Yeah, we'll hit on some, uh, some yeah. tips here soon. So I actually, that, that's person. what we kind of thought it was. And, you know, so we're kind of looking at, we're looking into it. We're videoing the pipe, you know, and we, we get to an air, it's, it's in, and we couldn't find anything. A couple of weeks later, you know, a couple of days later, same complaint. We go out there now; it's a little ways up, and we chased this thing for for a long time. It was a family of raccoons, and they're in there, and they're living in the storm drain. And then, like every week. You know the mom raccoon decided. Yeah, you know, we're just going to move north. So they just move. You know, to twenty. You know, the you know two hundred feet north. You got to be smarter than your the raccoons. T- yeah. And we're just chasing these raccoons. Like <laughs> we just can't find them. It's like, gosh, there's something going on. And finally, we have a a great video with a little camera. You know that we send into these things. It's got a cool camera. You know, you got to be a video game player to to operate yeah. it. And so you know, we have a great video of this raccoon and her, all her babies kind of looking at us in this video. You oh, know, fast. because it, yeah, it's like, oh, we found the problem. So.
0: But you do want to hear from people, right? When there's we something do. up like that.
1: We do, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: During one episode, Team USA wrestler Tamira Mensah Stock made quite a prediction. The end goal for practically every single wrestler is not only to be a world champion, but an Olympic champion. Like, we don't go out here like literally going through blood, sweat and tears every single day. Like today in practice y'all, I got kicked in the face twice. <laughs> I like like when I mean blood, sweat and tears, I mean blood, sweat and tears. So like we don't get on that mat every single day just to get you know, like a national title. Mm-hmm. We don't get recognition that way. Like when we go onto the mat, we're like we're doing this because we want to be Olympic champions, world champions, and we have a wall of champions actually at the Olympic training center, and I will be up there eventually. She was right about that because she went on to win the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympic Games in August 2021 and became the first black woman to win gold in women's freestyle wrestling. Just awesome. A little later, we talked about the Park Union Bridge, which spans from the Olympic and Paralympic Museum to America the Beautiful Park. And let me start with you and uh, to talk about this bridge and introduce this project. You're the city's project manager. Um, tell us what makes it so unique and kind of what the city's role is in this, because we're not the only uh, person in the game here. Yeah. So it is an extremely unique bridge. Uh, typically, we build a pedestrian bridge that may be Uh, conveys a trail or a vehicular bridge that conveys a road. This one is is particularly unique in that we have additional stakeholders involved in this bridge, and it's more than just um, a standard trail bridge. It's actually a piece of artwork connected to this beautiful new museum. And so because of its connection to the museum and the way that it connects America, the beautiful park into downtown, there's this heightened sense of importance in this particular bridge. And so um, because of that, we have additional folks that are really interested in making this um, an iconic structure for us. And we were able to elevate the design and create something really, really unique. Also during 2020, we had public health leaders on the podcast several times to convey important information during the pandemic fast forward to march of 2021 i got to speak with city forester dennis will about why he loves our trees
2: so my paternal grandfather was a woodworker and as a little boy I used to go to his house and sweep his shop floor and help grandpa make cabinets and then as i got out of high school he had retired to the great piney woods of east texas and when i would go see him then the first thing he would ask me would be, would you like to go see the trees and talk about them? And so I thought that was pretty cool. And so those two interests have stayed with me my entire career. And uh, as I got ready to go to college, I found that I was extremely interested in the earth sciences. And so I wanted to find a career that brought a lot of those together, like pathology and mycology and ecology and so forth. And so forestry seemed to me a good fit to study those sciences and also to be able to communicate and work and talk with people at the same time. So it it has been a good fit, and here I am almost 40 years later and enjoying every bit of it.
0: We got to know the new Colorado Springs Fire Chief, Randy Royal, in the spring of 2021.
3: So I've been with the Colorado Springs Fire Department for 34 years. I came on in 1987. And uh, grew up. Monument was home. My okay. dad, my dad was Air Force and moved around until he retired. He did the three-year move, and then he retired to Monument, and that's where I grew up with in you know junior high, high school, and college years. And then um, actually started doing emergency response on the side when I was in college. And when I graduated, I went into full time working for a private ambulance and was a paramedic for about eight years before I came on the job. So I've been doing. Emergency response for about 42 years.
0: So a little bit of experience. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we welcomed Park Ranger Supervisor Jillian Rossi to speak about the best and most responsible way to use our trails. She highlighted a program called Leave No Trace. When you're recreating in the outdoors... You're making an impact regardless, but it could be a positive impact or a negative impact. And that impact is on not only the environment, but the other visitors that are there. So you have a huge influence over if someone's going to have a great day on the trail or if someone's day is going to be ruined on the trail. And that can be through interactions uh, between mountain bikers and hikers. There is some tension there sometimes when uh, some folks don't yield to other people on the trail. So that can cause some tension Um, But what we try to stress is give people the benefit of the doubt. Then we produced an episode where we looked back on 2021 and the city's 150th anniversary celebration. The mayor weighed in with his thoughts. You've called it, mayor, an opportunity to celebrate the pride and vision of our founder, General William Jackson Palmer, um, and our past. And we had quite a year. I mean, we had a museum exhibit. We had several events, a big downtown celebration. Um, How are you feeling about commemorating the milestone?
2: Uh, I think we did it right. Uh, I think we achieved our goal of celebrating our past and the individuals all the way from General Palmer uh, and through the decades that have made the city what it is today, uh, but also beginning to sharpen our focus uh, on the future, what we want our, um, our city to look like, A decade from now, a couple of decades from now, and ultimately 150 years from now.
0: That's for sure. And if folks, if you have not had a chance to see the COS at 150 exhibit at the Colorado Springs Pioneers Museum, that'll be um, there for you to view um, for a few years. And and it's just wonderful. I mean, it's a great way to get to know the city if you're new um, or get to know some facts um, that you probably don't know, even if you've lived here your whole life. In the summer of 2022, Chief Adrian Vasquez became our new police chief and shared some great insights about the department.
2: You know, the other option, if you want to see firsthand what's happening, then think about doing a ride-along. Yes. They can go out to our patrol divisions and and, uh, citizens can sign up for a ride-along and go for four hours. Those are very interesting and eye-opening. Absolutely. So, you know, that really gives you a good perspective on what our officers face every single day.
0: This past summer, we marked the 10-year anniversary of the Waldo Canyon Fire with emotional memories from city
3: employees. Hi, I'm Carrie George, Assistant Finance Director for the city. I was not an employee during the fire. I was hired about a year after. I did lose my house in the fire, however, and in my capacity working with retiring firefighters have had the opportunity to personally thank many for what they did for the community that day. I am grateful to have that opportunity. The support of the citizens of Colorado Springs and the city government is what enabled the community to recover in record time. The emotional impact of that loss will last forever. I actually witnessed my house burning in some of the televised coverage, but so will the memories of the support we received. We did rebuild our home initially. We were the first to break ground, in fact, but have since moved to another part of town, I still love the Mountain Shadows neighborhood and have many friends there who I know share my appreciation for what is undoubtedly the best city in the country in which to live.
0: We introduced COS Ready, which gives residents three easy steps to follow so that we're all prepared to respond to emergencies together. Shortly after, we talked about what it means to be a military-friendly city. 44%
2: of our our economy tied up with the military, so it's definitely a huge presence. Wow, that's higher, I think, than people would... Sure. would think, 44%. Certainly is. Wow. So we've got yeah. almost 50,000 people in uniform mm-hmm. here in town. And then think of all the families, the Department of Defense civilians, the contractors. There are lots of people that help serve in different capacities as well.
0: That's... I'll piggyback on that as well. So we also have a significant reserve and guard capability. Yes. Uh, I like to surprise people by telling them that we have a, a very large Navy presence here, particularly on our reserve side. We also have two combatant commands that are over on Peterson. Uh, And that is an enormous amount of responsibility in how we execute our national defense strategy. We also have the National Space Defense Center. So some really unique um, commands that are here kind of dispersed throughout the community. So just a wide array of talent and skill. Our most recent podcast was about the role of the city when it comes to helping residents experiencing homelessness and how people can most effectively donate to local causes and organizations. We're planning some new episodes, one about the tragic shooting at Club Q and the community response that followed. Plus, we know there will be a lot of news, events, positive developments to share in the new year. So we hope you'll subscribe, and we hope you enjoy hearing more about the best city in the world, Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Thanks for listening to episode 100 of Behind
3: the Springs.